Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. Hey, I know it's been a while. I apologize for the gap, for the gaps, the mini gaps in our uh, episodes, but it's been a very busy fall for all of us. We are back in action, and we are back in action with a woman who knows her way around the kitchen. This is the perfect time to talk food Thanksgiving week. Our special guest, Leslie Dabney, has coined the term vineyard mom. She is the vineyard mom and she is like a warm version of Martha Stewart mixed in with Barefoot Contessa. Her food looks amazing and she has this voice. Like she's an amazing storyteller. It's perfect. She is absolutely perfect for TV. So listen to her full story here while we talk food and wine with Leslie Dabney. Cheers. Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everyone. We're glad to have you listening with us today. It's just um, Sarita and I. We have a great guest um, for you, as usual. Hopefully, everyone is preparing or already prepared for this upcoming Thanksgiving Day holiday we're about to um embark upon, but sit back, relax, get your glass of wine, sparkling, still, whichever you prefer, and tune in, listen, and enjoy. Glennis, how are you doing? How was your weekend? Weekend was busy. Um, As you know, we're preparing for our holiday event at the um, beginning of next month, so had meetings over the weekend. I know, horrible, right? Other than that, um, trying to get everything scheduled, ready, packed, so I can actually travel. My mom will be on her way here um, in a couple of days for us to go south for Thanksgiving. So, uh, yeah, that's Virginia. What Virginia for you guys? Oh no, we're gonna go. That's my father's side of the family. Okay. In Virginia. Um, going to go to North Carolina. Oh, nice. You know, I was just talking to our special guest Leslie Dabney and. Thanksgiving is our Super Bowl. So even though I'm not hosting Thanksgiving, I still cook Thanksgiving stuff for the house. So I'm going to a big Thanksgiving. Um, My godfather, he's turning 70. So it's it's like a Thanksgiving slash birthday party. It's going to be very large. So I'm cooking traditional Thanksgiving stuff here tomorrow. So we'll be able to eat on leftovers, you know, this week and next week. But um yeah, stores are crazy. Have y'all seen these grocery prices? Is it just me? No, no, I mean, not at all. No, it's bad. It's bad in California as well. Oh, yeah, it, 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 it's actually ridiculous <laughs> because I'm like, so are we still bl- blaming this on COVID? Are we still blaming this on COVID? Are we still blaming it on supply chains? Um, being sure, you know. When does it ever stop? When does the greed ever stop? I don't know so. what's happening. Um, but just one example. I love this smoked turkey from Costco that I get every year. <clears throat> that turkey went from, let's see, it started out years ago, $45. It is now $79. What? Come on. Come on. What what are we doing? What are, I don't why, know. why, why I don't is that's the question? Why? And this is Costco. Well, I don't know. Well, you know, it's interesting when we do economic analysis on other stuff. It always goes back to energy. 
So gas prices are still, you know, trending upward. So then we blame it on, not we, but the economy blames it on energy costs or energy prices. Then it's like, oh, well, we also have to pay um, staff more because people are complaining that their incomes are not high enough. So we have to pay them more. So we charge you more. It's the, it's yes. just an endless loop. Yeah. And even um, I was on the um, Total Wine website today and my one of my favorite kavas went from like $17 to, I'm sorry, $16 to $21. I said, okay, all yeah. right. I Listen, <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> it's well, I was too just, much. On the Amazon looking for some Ziploc bags. I said, since when is a big a Ziploc bag $15? Well. <clears throat> like, okay. I don't know what's happening. So, but I feel your pain, feel your pain, feel your pain. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> so, Leslie, welcome to the Swirl Suite. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is wonderful. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. I was um, watching some of your videos and I was like, oh, oh, she's just perfect for TV. So you're like a TV food and wine mom, too. I, you're, ad you're adorable and your videos are wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, I love to do these videos. I love to be on TV, living my dream right oh, now with my food and wine pairings. This is a lifelong dream. I am blessed. Oh, well, amen to that. Uh, so yes. tell us the beginning. How did you become the Vineyard Mom? Well, like we were just talking about COVID. <laughs> That's what led me to finally become the Vineyard Mom. I, um, you know, I dreamt about doing this for 20 something years. Um, but I'm only 29. So just kind of go with that. Okay, <laughs> ladies, <laughs> just go with that. Um, and I got busy with kids and work and life. And I've always had a passion for cooking and wine pairing because I live in the Livermore wine Valley. And so during COVID, when we all were sitting around, my daughters and my husband pushed me to start my blog, to start my Instagram and start my YouTube and my TikTok and just share my seasonal fresh recipes and wine pairings with whoever was interested. So that gave me the time to do it and kind of the push. <laughs> do you remember your first TV debut? Because not everybody has the opportunity to be on TV. Absolutely. I'll never forget it because it happened really quickly. Um, I have a great uh, PR person that I'm working with and she on a Friday called me at 4, 4 PM. She said, listen, I know we've only been doing this for about a month. I know you want to be on TV and we need to work on that. And I said, oh, great. We're going to start training for that. And she said, nope, you're on live tomorrow morning at 845. I said, are you kidding me? She goes, you've got this. So I was doing, it was February. I had at 4 p.m. clean up my kitchen, come up with a recipe. Oh, wait, in executed. your house? In my house. It was still COVID. Wow. We were Zooming. It, I couldn't go in studio. No studio. We were going live via Zoom, which I had barely done any Zoom before that. So kind of got thrown right in pretty quickly. And the next morning at 8.45, I did some hors d'oeuvres for a Super Bowl party, paired it with wine. And my goodness, like I did not have much time. And I think if I did, I would have 
you know, really overthought everything, I would have probably made myself sick, but it happened so quickly. That was my first time live TV. And I was hooked. Ladies, I was hooked. The rush, the adrenaline, the sharing of my passion. I, I want that feeling all the time. I really love that. That's such a cute story. So, so you live in Livermore. Are you from the California area? Yes, I've lived in California for a majority of my life, but I did move around a little bit. I was living in Boston, right outside of Boston. I lived in Connecticut for a while. I also lived in Cincinnati. So a lot of different um, influences from the country, like culinary wise, I bring into my recipes. So not just California, but a little bit of East Coast and a little bit of Midwest. So what are some of your favorite recipes in wine berries? Oh, some of my favorite recipes, right? Well, right now I'm really into making soups. I love a nice warm soup. So right now, Glennis, I am all over the clam chowder, um, chipino. I made gumbo last night and paired it with a really dry rosé and it was fantastic. That spice was able to come out um, and the the rosé was dry and not sweet and it complemented it so nicely. It was a great Sunday night meal for the whole family. I can I can see that. I I for some reason I think the United States Postal Service lost my invitation to dinner. Oh um, my so goodness. I just, my bad. Won't I'm kind of tasting all that vicariously through you talking. I know, seriously, that sounds <laughs> outstanding. It <laughs> was, and the family loved it. And when I can make the family happy and mom's got a glass of wine, we're all good. <laughs> uh, speaking of family, so how big is your family? So um, I've been married to my husband for 30 years. Again, oh I'm 29. God. So cheers to you. <laughs> <laughs> you do that math on your own. And I have two um, beautiful daughters that are actually off in college. So I'm kind of an empty nester ah, right okay. now. So um, they all flew in. So everyone's home now for Thanksgiving. So now I'm cooking for everybody all week. So um, I'm so, so blessed that the girls are close enough that are coming home for Thanksgiving and, and still want to come home. And give their, um, well, before they say anything, they, here's the list of the, you know, meals we want you to make mom. <laughs> that's the first text. Uh, what time is your flight in? What are you making? Come on. Like that's where we're at right now. So with, um, my husband and my two daughters, um, I'm cooking for them all the time, especially when they're home now. So it's great. Do they have, um, are they of drinking age? I do have one daughter that's 23. <laughs> And so she, she likes to go wine tasting with mommy. So that's always fun. And then the younger one is um, 19. So she gets to drive us. A designated well, driver. How outstanding is that? Perfect. That is perfect. It's perfect. It really is good. And really the closest winery I have to me is 0.2 miles away. So when the day is nice, we pack a picnic and we walk down listen to live music, taste some wine. And I love to make a bunch of fun hors d'oeuvres to share for whoever wants to meet us and join us. That's, that's always so fun. I, I'm really lucky. I'm so close to all these wineries. Wow. I remember um, Leslie, um, Sarita, you probably remember when we went out to Livermore. Yeah. Um, 
and the drive from Santa Rosa. Yeah, I think that we stayed in Santa Rosa, right? Um, driving past some of the vineyards that had been affected by the fires. Yeah. At the time, did that affect you at all, Leslie? Were you affected? Really, Livermore wasn't. Um, the Sonoma and Napa Valleys, the all that you know, smoke is so tragic. Really got stuck in those valleys. We had the, we could smell it. We did get a little bit of ash, but really it wasn't significant enough to really touch our wineries and our vineyards, which, um, which thank God, because it was, it was, it was devastating. These wildfires have been really devastating to the wine industry. Um, the drought too, it, it's been tough. It really yeah. has, but we're, man, we're thriving. We're, we're doing the best we can. We're not giving up. So that's great. <laughs> well, that, that's actually really good. We, when we did the Livermore tour, they also did, forgot the lady's name who was, um, I guess, um, who was in charge of not hosting us, but, you know, leading some of the conversation on the bus over. And she was saying that downtown Livermore is about to, a brand new hotel chain was coming in. Uh, so did that property get there and um, get built in, in the Livermore area? It's not built yet, but yes, the property is there. It's going to be a boutique hotel downtown. And honestly, where it's going is on um, South, North Livermore, you just take the street straight up, follow it for a mile, and then wineries on your left and right, and vineyards as far as your eye can see. But it's not there yet. Okay. Okay. Looking forward to that. Yes. Because I, be I don't think we had enough time to really um, explore Livermore. Um, like, I think we would have wanted to here on the Swirl Suite, but we did get to... Um, two or three um, that were really um, right. outstanding, but I, I want to see more. Oh, we would love for you to come and see. And I'll be more than happy to show you around or give you suggestions of wineries and, and where to go because there's 42 wineries here now, about 42. And honestly, um, there's more that keep popping up every so often. So it's always a fun time to find some really good, diverse, but fun wineries here in Livermore. The old, which started all of the wine country here in, in California, the old ones like Concanon and Wente, but then you've got the new ones. And it's all so exciting to have a little bit of both. Those are the two we went, those two we definitely went to. Oh, great. Oh, those <laughs> are fantastic. They, they are what made Livermore, Livermore. And honestly, they're what they're they pioneered what Napa is today because they were here in 18 late 1800s before Napa even started so they they're family owned it's just they're they're wonderful people because they're not just a winery they're involved in the community it's well, lovely awesome. so speaking of Livermore you have a column in Livermore Living Magazine Again, Glennis has already stated it's one of our favorite wine regions that not too many people talk about. Talk about yeah. one of your favorite wineries in Livermore that people may not know about. Oh, gosh, there's so many and there are some of the big ones. But one of my favorites that has been family run for since its inception, um, I love McGrail Vineyards. Uh, they do an excellent job really working what 
grows best in Livermore, which are the reds, our microclimates, our, our terroir, it, it really lends itself to some delicious reds. And I really think McGrail Vineyards has done such a great job with that. They're, they're one of my favorites. Um, so is Delval Winery and Retzeloff. Again, red wines that really just celebrate what can grow well here in this climate with this, with our soil. Any particular red? You know something? I'm a petite Syrah fan. Ooh. I love a good petite Syrah and that's what Livermore does best. They created the clone for, you know, at UC Davis, um, Con Cannon, they made the clone vine and they grew petite Syrah for the first time ever. No one had ever done this in California. No one had really done that clone in Europe. He brought it to the United States, went and worked with the people at UC Davis. And now it's what Livermore is known for. And there's a lot of great petite Syrah. And I really like it. Not too earthy, not too fruity. <laughs> Tannins are right. It's right up my alley. Oh, you have a cookbook. Take me to the vineyard. Please tell us about your cookbook. My um, cookbook is inspired by going wine tasting. I mean, let's let's call it what it is. I love to go wine tasting. So I decided why not make a cookbook with recipes that you could take wine tasting or even to a picnic or to the beach or to a family reunion. They're just those kind of recipes that are not overly complicated. They celebrate what is in season and what is fresh. And I pair them with the wine. So depending on which winery I'm going to, or if I'm going to the beach, I'll think what kind of wine, is this a Sauvignon Blanc day? Is this a Chardonnay day? Is this a Rosé day? And then I have my recipes that go with it so I can take them with me. So that's what that's all about. And I, I loved doing it. So um, since we're talking about favorite recipes and pairings, so what, not to put you on the spot. What's your favorite okay. sparkling wine pairing? Sparkling wine. Okay, so that rules out champagne. So that's well, champagne, easy, but... champagne, or okay. champagne, okay. Cava, okay. sparkling wine, prosecco, okay. all of the Cremant, which is one of my favorite, all okay. of the above. I don't want to put you above. on the spot. Everything. <laughs> No, everything that's sparkling is great with me. I mean, so that's awesome. I would have to say, um, of course, I love to do a mimosa bar and anything with brunch. But for me, um, a friend of mine introduced this to us, my husband and I years ago. It's potato chips with maybe a little caviar and sparkling. And my husband is now going through UC Davis to become a sommelier and the teacher went through them and said, that is the perfect pairing. And we didn't even know it at the time. Wow. So potato chips and sparkling. There you go. It is yeah. amazing. It is such a treat. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. And of course, like I said, with brunch, uh, a mimosa bar to have sparkling with brunch is, you know, anything you serve just makes everything. And in fact, when I'm doing for the holidays, I will do some some appetizers before I love to find something that'll go with some sparkling to start off a holiday. Let's start off with a little, little appetizer, a little taste of something, and let's do it with sparkling and celebrate. 
So that's my favorite thing to do. So speaking of holidays, tell us what you're making for Thanksgiving from the appetizers to the dessert. Oh my goodness. So I'm actually starting off with, I like to let my family and friends kind of pick something that's their favorite. So I try to incorporate that with what I'm doing. Um, my daughters really love, I make this pomegranate cheese. It's basically a cheese ball. It's cream cheese. It's white cheddar. It's pecans. It's green onions. And I put on the outside of it, just all the pomegranate seeds. It looks pretty, but the taste of it is fantastic. Um, so that's kind of a special one that they like to have for the holidays. Also, my husband really likes his um, charcuterie board type thing. So he likes to have the salami, the cheese, um, maybe a little bit of basil with it. So I'm definitely going to do those. Um, and depending on, I still don't even have the number of people who are going to be my house for Thanksgiving. I <laughs> I'm still working on that, but um, I also do a salmon tartare dip um, that I like to do with that. And it goes so well with the sparkling. That seems to be a good one. So I'm starting off with just those three. I don't like to do too, too much because the main event's the dinner. I don't want people to be full. Indeed. <laughs> so, yes, indeed. Yeah. So um, I'll brine my turkey two days ahead of time. Going to brine it in a bucket. And then I'm um, prepping a lot ahead of time. Do you ladies, uh, if you're cooking or bringing stuff, do you prep a day or two yeah. ahead of time? Or mm -hmm. what do you, or do you just go all in one day? So <laughs> I ain't cooking. I'll tell you right now. So my prep <laughs> is this. I already made the cranberry adult jello shots. So nice. That's I love it. That's lovely. The cranberry, that's a lovely touch. They so oh they're so good. Oh my gosh. So you 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 can use that as the appetizer if you want. To, <laughs> I love it. But you better fin be finished cooking because my jello shots are. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That sounds so great. Oh, I make a cranberry relish, but now I'm realizing I'm totally missing out. Yep. Um, yes, I'm going to be following you for that recipe, please. <laughs> oh, okay. oh it, it is so very simple. But for everybody listening, if you're going to make cranberry jello shots, I don't know what it is. Again, talk about supply chain. Cranberry jello, the, the powder, the, the you know, jello, right. the jello mix sells out. And they only have the cranberry like late September, October through maybe the beginning wow. of December. So. Wow. Yeah, it, okay. so when I buy, um, I buy it in bulk. So I keep some in my- um, That is so smart. I need to add that to my list of prep work because that the is something you can make ahead of time. And I don't want to be without my cranberry jello now. I mean, now that just <laughs> yeah. would be ridiculous. <laughs> apple crown, apple crown oh, um, right. whiskey. You get- okay, I'm use, writing it. Yeah, use real- um, cranberry juice the ocean spray the really good cranberry juice instead okay. of water you heat that and um sometimes i just put in the kitchen sink i get that would be the bar so definitely the apple crown but i had a little white hennessy left over just like mm. a quarter cup i've added that in always roses lime fresh lime juice and um oh. grand Maillet. love it but, Oh, I, that's going into my, that's, 
<laughs> Enjoy. Oh Don't get too heavy on the liquor like I did one time. I came home from a bar. I was like, oh, oh I got to make these. Yeah. And I put too much liquor and they wouldn't congeal. Conge <laughs> Everyone grab a straw. <laughs> we're drinking our jello shots. They were really shots. They wouldn't. <laughs> That's it was crazy. That's, that's okay, the holidays so for you. I love it. That's the holidays for you. Well, I'm gonna add that now to my new um into my, my repertoire because I like to do as much as I can ahead of time. Yeah. So that just so I can enjoy guests, you know. Mm -hmm. So I try to do like yeah. I, I like make a oh, this is a good one, ladies. This is you're gonna love this one. I make a cheesy bacon green bean casserole. You know the green bean casserole. With yeah, the, um, yeah. With the mushroom. Okay. So I just took it to a whole different level by adding bacon and cheese because who doesn't like any of that? Well, yeah, it's so good. I make that ahead of time. So I make that the day before. I also make my cranberry orange relish the day before. Mm -hmm. um, my daughters argue over which, you know, dressing or, or stuffing they like better. My one daughter likes an oyster one the other yes. one likes the sausage one I make both okay because who doesn't like leftovers yeah and um yeah oh my goodness and that, that was so something good. that I learned being on the east coast yes and mm -hmm. people out here in California were not familiar with that they're like oyster what are you doing like that's yes. crazy and I'm like well first of all look who you're talking to but <laughs> yes that's what I do yes <laughs> And it's, it's really just, it's a really fun one. Uh, my mom used to make a, um, a sweet potato souffle and that's another one. Oh, I mean, it's got cream in it and butter and maple syrup. I mean, it's just decadent yes. and she would whip it up and bake it. And there's pecans on it. Oh Lord. Okay. I'm going to start to drool. It's that's another one. That's <laughs> just a family favorite that I just can't imagine having the holidays without it. And so you said you brine your turkey. What do you brine your turkey with? So, um, what I do is I put it in a big bucket with a lid on it and it's really just sugar and salt, a few aromatics to put in it. Um, and I just want to take that water um and just really get the turkey hydrated yeah so with the different seasonings um the salt and everything once it goes for at least 24 hours in the bucket and you know something it's been cold enough here i fill the bucket with water and ice and i leave it in my garage yeah overnight mm -hmm. and then during the day i put it into the refrigerator to finish up I rinse it off and I use apples and cinnamon and, um, an orange, some orange and I, and an, and an onion. And I stuff it in the inside of the cavity of the Turkey. And I'm telling you right now, you will never have a dry piece of Turkey again. You Love have it. to do the, you have to do the brine. It's the best way to submerge that Turkey, get it nice and just delicious for Thanksgiving. 24 hours, 48 hours is better. 24 will work. Okay. Listeners, you heard what she said, Yeah. but don't, don't be just picking up the bucket that's been sitting in the um, garage. <laughs> yeah. Get a new bucket with a new cop from Home Depot, disinfect, 
Dan Rance can do what she said. Okay. Please. That was the TV PSA. On to the next. You're from the scientists. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for the safety <laughs> reminder. <laughs> okay. What Absolutely. desserts? Absolutely. You need to do that. Name a few desserts that you're having. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I do an apple cranberry crumble Ooh. and it's just like, I make an apricot. I make an apricot one. Cause I have an apricot tree in my yard. I also have an apple tree. So during apricot season, I make a crumble. And I thought for the holidays, I've got these great apples. So I do apples and cranberry and I make like that streusel topping with brown sugar and butter and um, a little bit of flour and regular sugar and a little bit of cinnamon. And I work it till it's just, you know, a little pea shaped, um, you know, streusel topping. And I bake that all together. And it is, I mean, it smells and tastes like holiday. I mean, cranberry and, you know, cranberry and apples. It, it yeah. That's just a great, so I love to do that. That is one of our favorites. And then I make a pecan pie. It would not be a dessert if you did not have a mound of whipped cream on it. So I make my own and I put it in the refrigerator and it usually doesn't make it past the first, the first round of desserts. By then it's gone. And so Glynis, yeah. um, you're going to your family's house in North Carolina. What are you looking forward to the most? Like what needs to be on your plate and needs to be cooked the right way? Oh, so my mother's sister-in-law passed her field pea recipe down to her daughter which is my first cousin mm. if she don't make field peas and rice i, I just it, it just is not field peas it. and rice huh yes god now everything else is there got the stuff in turkey all of the above but those field peas oh good god it's the best i i don't know if if it's what she the smoked meat that she used but nobody can make those field peas like her I'm just mm. like mm. so that has got to be I bring my own cranberry sauce <laughs> <laughs> because I just like the plain old ocean spray jelly cranberry sauce. I don't need no whole half lump cranberry. <laughs> I just want the jelly. And every time you kill to something, it got to be extra. So I bring my own can with me. Sure, fly right, right on the plane. Set it right on the table. I'll have my cranberry sauce, but because that, that stuffing is that pairing in itself. Some about cranberry sauce and stuffing that just goes. Yeah. It's not. It's not Thanksgiving without that. But those. I are just cool. love that you have. I could just see you coming in and being like, "Hi, everyone! Happy Thanksgiving, big hugs!" And you're like, "Here's my can, and here's my can opener, and here's every love it. Yeah, love it. Yeah. You know me so it. well. You know, I love it because it. I'd be pouring. I'd be pulling out the bottle of wine, and you've got the you've got the cranberry." <laughs> In the opener. <laughs> and the only reason why I don't bring wine with me is because I'm flying and I have to help my mother with her bags and I carry my oh, wine. But yeah. Any yeah. other time I'm all if I'm driving to Jersey like for Christmas, I'll load up the car with wine mm -hmm. and sparkling wine. <laughs> but but flying it just becomes a little yeah. too cumbersome. Like I said, I'm making the basics um for the house. So I do have a turkey. Um it's brining now. Um, I'm making yeah. mac and cheese, yams, and greens. That's that's pretty much, yeah. yeah, the basics. I'm not really a dessert person, so um, I'm making cookies. And my husband, he makes really good banana bread. So that'll be like the house, you know, what we will eat mm -hmm. on like for the next, you know, week or whatever. But 
you brought you got your bucket already and you cleaned it out yes for the yeah. <laughs> I have a small turkey so it fits in a, a very large pot that I have so that's where it is oh, okay. but yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> nice nice <laughs> uh Leslie before we close out with our this or that game tell everybody where they can find your cookbook and where they can follow you Oh, I'm all over social media because it's fun. Mostly it's just fun. So you can find me on Instagram at the vineyard mom living living. And I'm also on TikTok where I have a lot of fun kitchen hacks and cooking hacks, some fun stuff. I love doing the TikTok. So um, you can find me there at the vineyard mom, just the vineyard mom, whereas Instagram is the vineyard mom living. I'm also on YouTube. Um, and also on my blog, I have most of the recipes and um, a link for my cookbook. So if anyone's looking for some fun ideas, dishes, you'll see in there just my passion for pairing my food and wine together. You'll see that in all of my social media um, and, and just my blog as well with all my recipes. Looking for somewhere to advertise? Consider the Swirl Sweet podcast. Yep, right here. The Swirl Suite is now open for pre-roll advertisements, mid-roll advertisements, or post-roll advertisements. Some of our packages even include a social media shout out. If you're interested in sponsoring one episode or perhaps more, simply email us at swirlsuite at gmail.com. Cheers. Fantastic. All nice. right. Nice. Here we go. We are going to do a short game of random this or that. Thanksgiving edition. Here we go. Ooh. Okay. Favorite Thanksgiving appetizers. Leslie, I feel like you said this already, but yes. Favorite yeah. Thanksgiving My, appetizers. Well, now it's the um, apple cranberry shots, oh. which I haven't even had yet, but <laughs> that's now my new favorite, obviously. <laughs> but I, I'm a... I, I'm oh there she goes the crown. A crown I've already bag. put it on my my list I've already been doing a list I'm doing both right now so I'm ready to go that's my new favorite but I have to say anything that's got cheese it, whether it's a Fair. brie or that cheese ball for me I just I just love cheese yes I love it Glennis what about you well you know I'm sitting here thinking we don't, we don't do it's such a traditional soul food yeah. Thanksgiving for us. It's not really an appetizer. We really don't gotcha. do appetizers because it's going to be so much food. Yeah. So, you know, people sitting around snacking on stuff they because they're sitting around talking and having a good time. Yeah. But it's no particular appetizer. But if I'm bringing the jello shots, everybody's eating the jello shots. Yes. Love it. Um, For my house, my family, we, I mean, this is DC, Maryland. We are huge seafood fans. So it's always mm. some sort of seafood appetizer. So it's either cocktail shrimp or fried oysters. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are the two. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. One year, my um, we went, we had a small, small Thanksgiving, just five of us. And we decided to do all seafood. My brother was so angry. He is a traditionalist <laughs> when it comes to Thanksgiving food. And- I mean, I don't want to say this, but if you don't cook, you don't really have no say in what's happening. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I like that. I like yeah. that. <laughs> if uh, <laughs> if it's super small, we will do all seafood, fried fish. It'll be like a fish mm. fry. Um, but yes, yeah. So big seafood family. Thanksgiving morning, marathon or no? 
like a marathon, like, you know, I have the, like the walks and the jogs and the turkey trot. It's a turkey trot here in D.C. Like, oh, <laughs> so marathon right, or no? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, no. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it's a no for me. I'm I've done plane. it twice. I've done it twice. And oh, good for you. That's no, amazing. I thought it was, it felt like it was too much. It felt like it was way too much. So yeah. I'm good. So it's, it's not something yeah. that I would do again, but that okay. is, that, that's very interesting because growing up on the East coast, you know, Thanksgiving was either big football game between the two rival high schools or going into New York for the Macy's Day Parade. Oh, yeah. So right. it wasn't a marathon. I guess the New Jersey, mm-hmm. Jerseyans, Jersey tomatoes ain't into really marathon and on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Yeah. It would be football game or right, right. Football and cooking. That's yeah. <laughs> and that, watching that. the Macy's Day Parade, of course. Yeah. And that was my next one. Football or basketball? Definitely football. For me. Gotcha. Yeah. Football, football for me for as well. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Football for me too. It's just like the sounds. I'm just, yeah, I like the sounds of the football in the background while everybody's talking and you smell the food. Yeah. It's, yeah. Very nostalgic. Okay. <clears throat> Last question is for Leslie. If you could cook and okay. sip with any celebrity chef, who would it be? Okay. That's a good one. Um, I would have to say it, uh, it'd be a toss up between Aisha Curry. Oh. I <laughs> love her. Um, she's a mom, she's three kids yeah. and I, I really feel her cooking is relatable. I'd love to chat with her about how she's doing her cooking. Um, she's in the same area I am. If she's taking advantage of the same, you know, seasonal cooking that and t- Tyler Florence, maybe he's here in San Francisco. He's a cutie patootie. Um, <laughs> he is just got, <laughs> he just has always just, he's got such approachable cooking, his cooking techniques. It just doesn't scare you. Um, I think those two would probably be really good ones. And I'd love to sit down and see, especially with Tyler Florence, with his menus, what wine would you pick? You know, mm, what yeah. What would you have go with your food? For sure. I love it. Awesome. That was fantastic. Glennis, any questions for Leslie? No, I just was like to say, um, I felt left out of the last question. However, my celebrity pairing thingy would be this chef called Leslie Dabney. I would love to <laughs> sit down with her. Just kidding. No, no last words. It was a pleasure, Leslie. Um, You know, best wishes with all your endeavors and hopefully seeing you more on television and we can say, hey, we knew her when. Yeah, exactly. She was only 29. (laughs) I would, I hope that happens. I would love to say, oh, my friends, do you remember me? And of course you would both be like, "Mm, yeah, maybe. (laughs) I really appreciate you having me. (laughs) And thanks for sharing your recipe with the um, apple and cranberry shots. Oh, for sure. Wow. Yeah, because that's on deck Christmas, Glennis. That's happening. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's happening. And they last forever. You, as long as you got room in your refrigerator, you can make them whenever. Just oh, don't man. make them after coming home late from drinking. Apparently. <laughs> Duly noted. Duly noted. 
<laughs> I love it. Brennis, do you want to close it out with um, your um, the event that we're all going to in December? Yes, sure. So everyone, I'm part of this organization called 12 Days of Christmas. And our mission is to party with a purpose. So we throw these two events twice a year and all the proceeds go to children, underprivileged children. And um, the December event is our holiday sneaker soiree. We're going to sip and slay um, here in the district. And uh, we look forward to any and all sponsors. Again, each kid, each hostess gets um, 300 $350 per child and we go shopping for them. We get their lists and um, whatever on their wish list, that's what we buy for them. And so it's a party with a purpose. We have a whole literacy campaign where we're buying each kid a book as well. And we ask our guests if they can to bring a book to um, the event. And um, we just party with probably this. It's a really great time. So it's December 7th from 6 to 10 in Washington, D.C. at Throw Social. Join us. All right. I love it. Well, ladies, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And Leslie, thank you for getting to, for joining us. Thank, thank you, you, Leslie. So much, Cheers to both of you. Cheers to you. Thanks for joining the Swirl Speed. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, leave us five stars, and leave us a comment. We love ratings. Also, be sure to follow all of us on social media. Myself at Buy Me Up, Glennis at Vino Noir, Girl Meets Glass is Tanisha, Vino301 is Leslie, and you can follow the Swirl Speed podcast account at Swirl Speed. The Swirl Speed is now a part of the Alive Podcast Network. This episode has been edited and produced by Vimeup Media.